do you have this feeling where you're just scared you know um, increased heartbeat palpitating you, you, fatigue trembling of hands you're just sweaty and you feel like you shouldn't be where you are things aren't adding up your friends are not your friends you don't know how you're going to feel about that case or that job you just suddenly get afraid you overthink things you just it suddenly just takes over your body and it feels like you 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 don't have control over it well everybody in case you did not know that is exactly what anxiety feels like it is crippling for some people and it might be mild but either ways it is a huge problem that um queer people you know the lgbtq plus people are facing it's just something that we deal with in the society as a gay person i mean it, it kind of feels like you can't escape it you know it, it, it feels like it's this box that was just made for us yeah uh, something that you have to go through and um i did find this statistics very very chilling i'm going to read it to you it says um somewhere between 30 and 60 percent of lesbians gay men bisexuals or transgender people deal with anxiety and depression at some points in their lives the rate is 1.5 to 2.5 times higher than that of their straight or gender conforming counterparts so which means that we deal with um, anxiety more than um heterosexuals you know um so i just felt like we as lgbtq you know community people should know what it feels like to um you know i just you just i just want you to know whoever is listening to me right now that you are not alone um a lot a lot a lot of us are dealing with anxiety but um you just have to try to control it and rise above it every single time and on days when you lost the battle it's fine it's perfectly normal some days are going to be worse than others and some days are going to be better than others so um i'm going to say like (laughs) i'm going to say a story right about myself and um about my own personal experience with anxiety so i'm going to talk about like my first case um this actually happened when i was 13 uh <laughs> it's crazy because um this person was my crush like my eternal crush i'm not gonna lie so you know beautiful young girl uh, i was 13 of course uh, she was older she was um 14 at the time i was 13 and i'm going to call the long story short because when the case happened I was so scared I'm not even lying okay yes it felt good truly but for a few days I was I was just like thinking of so 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 many possibilities like oh what if she doesn't like me anymore um just thinking of every single way it could go wrong every single way it could go bad like i'm not good enough this person is better than me it's a crush for a reason blah, 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 blah. you know um just in my mind so many so many so many different possibilities of how everything could go wrong none of how it could actually go right if you if you get what i'm saying so um and that coupled with you know how i was an avid christian you know i was a christian you know one of those little christian 
um girls who uh <laughs> who like start speaking in tongues at the age of nine you know grew up in church loves god and everything so it just always kind of felt like a sin to me at, at that age you know it felt like a sin like i was doing something wrong um i didn't want to do something that my my mom was necessarily not going to be proud of you know i didn't want to do something bad so that coupled with the fear and you know just the, the trembling the sweating and everything you know i'm just like sitting here a scared 13 year old thinking that i have committed the worst crime you know basically just thinking oh my god my life is over like i shouldn't have done this and on the other hand i'm like oh but it felt good i've been crushing on this person for a while da 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 you know and i'm just in this weird phase where um i'm 13 i know nothing about anxiety you know so i I just think oh i'm I'm weird i shouldn't be acting like this da 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 so i i think at this age that i'm just acting like every other 13 year old right after i first kiss because I remember <laughs> very like very vividly after the kiss I did kneel down to apologize like I knelt down and started saying I'm so sorry to my crush and get this I did not initiate the kiss I swear I did not initiate the kiss I don't know why I was apologizing for something I did not initiate <laughs> I was literally saying oh my god I'm sorry I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I don't know why I did that blah 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 and she just standing there looking at me like what the fuck is this shit and um i'm just gonna round up the story because that was the last time she ever said anything to me because i'm sure she just thought i was weird and crazy because i said i after my first kiss like, literally she just finished kissing me i went on my knees and like i just started saying oh god please forgive me i'm sorry blah 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 <laughs> yeah I, I did that and uh, yeah so it's just anxiety um now that i'm older i understand that i was anxious and i was young and it's not my fault uh there's nothing i could have done about that i handled it the best possible way that i knew how to so let's talk about um uh you know there are different types of anxiety there's general anxiety disorder this is a kind of anxiety that you know kind of paralyzes you because it kind of takes over your day-to-day life you can't necessarily do anything because you are just anxious all the time you know you worry about every little thing like stuff you shouldn't worry about you just find yourself worrying 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 and you can only be diagnosed with general anxiety disorder when it affects your day-to-day life every single day for six months or longer so if you have general anxiety for just two months that's just anxiety you know if if you have anxiety that affects your day-to-day life and you just find that you can't do anything that might just be like anxiety and depression you know but if you have anxiety you you worry about everything like extreme worry about everything every little thing like oh what clothes should i wear you know you're freaking out about your tie you're freaking out about the color of your shoes um you know just freaking out about um making friends or uh, food just random stuff for six months or longer then um you can't be diagnosed with general anxiety disorder now um of course we have like mild cases we have moderate cases and then we have severe cases in in the case when it's a mild case um it's something you can kind of live with you know it it won't really necessarily disturb your day-to-day 
activities you can still kind of move on and do stuff you know but when it is severe it kind of impacts it has a serious impact on your life so um let's talk about social anxiety disorder so it, it, it social anxiety disorder it's a little bit different because it's kind of specific right um social anxiety disorder kind of affects your social life yeah like you're so scared of social situations you know i, I know some people who are just so afraid of like um being judged socially or they just feel like oh i'm socially awkward i'm not gonna get any friends da 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 da, da. you know just so afraid or like paralyzed a, a paralyzing fear of social situations of being judged and humiliated by others you know you're just so afraid that somebody's gonna judge you wrongly somebody's gonna humiliate you bully you um <laughs> or you're just so scared of being alone you know you're just so scared of being alone you just you find yourself always feeling ashamed and uh, all that stuff and it just kind of cripples you you don't want to go out you don't want to make friends you feel like you probably never have any friends because uh, you know you just feel like oh i'm gonna be humiliated you don't want to go to that party you don't want to talk to that person because you just constantly feel like you are going to be humiliated and you know do you ever just feel like do you ever just get scared of being alone or where you just suddenly start feeling ashamed for no reason again i'm saying this because as a queer person especially like living in a country like nigeria or a country where an african country let me just say where um uh, homosexuality is kind of like against the law against religion against family against social construct as we know it and um not living out people who don't live in african countries and um, but their parents are just not going to accept social anxiety is something that you deal with you, you it might be mild it might be little but it's something that just comes with comes with it you know you're just constantly feeling like you're going to be judged you're going to be humiliated something bad is going to happen to you you're just afraid of social situations you don't want to be there you feel humiliated half the time you know you just feel like you're carrying this secret like you're going to end up alone that is social anxiety disorder and honestly it, it, it you 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 start to really feel it at the age of at the age of 13 you know that's when you start to feel it at the age of 13 um once you <clears throat> when you're about to when she it's that it's the adolescent age where your sexuality almost becomes clear to you you start to feel um you start to feel social anxiety disorder so yeah let's talk about how social anxiety affects um the body so pounding heart you 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 feel like your heart just starts pounding like kind of pounding out of your chest increased blood pressure fatigue headaches irritability sense of doom a sense of doom like my life is over i shouldn't be here da, 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 da. breathing problems you know you start to shortness of breath you can't breathe you <sighs> yeah something like that and, and insomnia you can't sleep you just can't seem to sleep because you have a lot on your mind these are like effects that anxiety have on the body now what are the signs and symptoms of an anxiety disorder do you just 
are you just constantly watching for signs of danger anticipating the worst you remember in my story when i said to you i always just felt like i always thought after my first case i was always just thinking of how everything could fucking go wrong and you know it shouldn't be like that i should i should have yes it shouldn't be like that you know um it shouldn't things shouldn't you shouldn't necessarily be thinking of oh things will go wrong just trouble concentrating this is also um a sign uh of an of an anxiety disorder do you have trouble concentrating like you just know that you, you can't concentrate you just find yourself thinking about things you know just wandering a wandering mind you, you're always so tense and jumpy you know when you go for a party you just sit in the corner because you don't know what to expect you don't know how things are gonna be you don't um you know a, a stranger walking by to say hi to you it just makes you jumpy you're suspicious you're irritable um you feel like your mind has gone blank you know i you just you just feel like there's nothing there um these are all signs of anxiety disorders right and the truth is anxiety is more than just a feeling um sometimes it's it's just a couple of things that is not just a feeling because headaches are not feelings you know and stomach stomach upset when your stomach just upset like you just feel nauseated you feel like you're gonna vomit uh, just by being around people are you dizzy frequent urination or diarrhea you know <laughs> the truth is that um uh, this this is biological thing where like your peripheral nerves are attached to your the parts of your brain that feels fear and the, the response to fear is either um, fight or flight so that's why sometimes when you're in situations that where you're feeling nervous or you're feeling tense you you you, you start to get frequent urination you know you feel like you like you just have to use the toilet you go for number two diarrhea and this is just like stomach upset your stomach just starts to feel very very tight yeah that is your brain telling the peripheral nerves was in turn telling your stomach your intestine your because your digestive um system is attached to the peripheral nerves right and the peripheral nerves is attached to the part where your brain re- um, records fear let me say that records um, fears and emotions so it kind of passes the information down that's why you see some people just start to pass gas just like rapidly passing out gas it's just um your brain telling your body like we are in deep shit so your body is reacting to that um muscle tension shaking or trembling again insomnia these are just um things that could happen to you if you have anxiety right now having an anxiety attack is totally different from um having like an anxiety disorder you know Sometimes it can just be a disorder. It's something that you can kind of, um, if you're shaking or trembling, you can kind of just hold yourself together, do some breathing, walk around, take a walk, have a blunt, you know, smoke a cigarette or something like that. But when you're having an anxiety attack, you just feel this surge of overwhelming panic. You're panicking. 
you, 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 you shortness of breath, sometimes heart palpitations, chest pain. You feel like you're losing control or you're going crazy. You feel like you're about to pass out, you know, trouble breathing, like a choking sensation, you know, hyperventilation, hot flashes, trembling or shaking, nausea, stomach cramps, feeling detached or unreal. Now, now all of these things I've mentioned come in twos, you know, if you feel like you're feeling of losing control or going crazy if you feel like you're losing control or going crazy it will be met with heart palpitations or chest pain you know stuff like that if you feel like you're choking you might be hyperventilating trembling and shaking it, it doesn't just happen like one you know that's why it's an attack you know it's like all these things all these things just coming at you coming at you coming at you like you just feel like you're going crazy your chest is paining you you're hyperventilating you you're having hot flashes chills you're trembling yes that is how you know that you're having an attack right so um one time this actually happened to me Uh, okay i'm not gonna lie i'm not going to try to like sugarcoat this stuff this happens to me every time i see numbers i go fucking crazy i'm not even lying when i was in high school like every time we were to write an exam because we used to um, have our exam printed on these a4 papers um people school in nigeria know what i'm talking about like these a4 sheets that they print our mass question papers on every time i submit mine the color changes from white to brown because every time i see the questions i'm just going crazy in my seat um um you know my my heart my heartbeat is racing my palm starts to sweat i just feel like i'm gonna die and it's literally just numbers it's maths but it kind of it always gave me like an anxiety attack every time i saw numbers even now sometimes i just have to remind myself they're just numbers you're not back there again that was high school da, 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 da. you know but yeah um for some of us back then it just felt like something is wrong with me i always felt like that every single time i always felt like something is wrong with me i'm not normal why do i feel this way every time i see math questions like it's just math da, 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 da. you know just talking myself down but as i grew older I realized that it was just me having an anxiety attack, which is maybe not normal, but at least it has a name. I'm not crazy. I'm not different. Nothing is wrong with me necessarily. It's just me and my body reacting to something that it could not handle at the time. So if you are feeling like that, I hope you hear my podcast. I I hope it helps you, you know, just the feeling of knowing that you are not crazy. You are not alone. Whatever it is you're going through, once there's a name for it it just kind of gives you like a sense of belonging like oh okay i'm not i'm not crazy okay this is exactly what's wrong you can hear about it read about it you know now that um you can hear somebody talk about it you just kind of feel a little bit better with yourself don't beat yourself up too much it's just anxiety and um although there's no cure for it i'm going to tell you right now coping mechanisms for anxiety and some of these things i put in here i use myself to help me and i'm an occupational therapist so some of these coping mechanisms i'm giving you i use for some of my clients you know um i I tailor them to some of my clients so i really hope this helps so let's just get into it the first one i'm going to um give out is aromatherapy now so i promise you you know just lighting a candle a scented candle burning an incense 
scents like lavender, chamomile, mile. Um, but I really use lavender, you know. Lavender is is what I really use. Um, or sandalwood. This these smells are very, very, very soothing. They just soothe you. They they keep you in like this form, this resting state where you just like, you know, like just put it in your room something smelling something that smells nice to you something that calms you you know it, it, it activates a certain receptor in your brain that just potentially eases anxiety i don't know how lavender does it but it works for me every single time you know just keep it in your room keep the smell in your room keep it in your room let it be your safe space and you know aromatherapy works i hope you try it I also use music now I use soothing music you know kind of like a slow R&B um, just something that goes very very slowly and I listen to just like instruments like pianos guitars violins are one of my favorites just go on YouTube and look for violin sounds you know something that soothes you you know but most people I find don't naturally or necessarily like soothing music you know most people don't like r&b they don't listen to that shit at all some people like hip-hop or like punk rock and i'm gonna say that not everybody tells you everybody says listen to soothing music da 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 but if you like punk rock or like hip-hop or those stuff that that increases your habit don't be scared still listen to them because what it would do is distract you from feeling anxious you know now if you listen to like soothing music it could help you just ease out of anxiety but if you listen to hip-hop hard rock and your heart is pumping to something else that is not anxious that could also help because it, it, it kind of helps to distract you from what exactly is going on you know um you could take a walk if you're if you find that you're you're about to have an anxiety attack or you just find like you're feeling anxious just take a walk just take a walk you know just let your mind do something else put your body to something else just take a walk you know take a walk take a short walk a long walk whatever just a walk um also yoga if you can if you're interested in yoga you can take up yoga it helps it does really help it's been proven to help so deep breathing focus on deep breathing i'm going to tell you this because it actually works i'm not even lying this is one of the things i also use i use this for my clients too i remind them every time to do their breathings you know this is how you do it. you inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth like that you know if you can hear what i'm doing right now just take the air through your nose and bring it out from your mouth that is how to do deep breathing just relax and do it it works i promise you know another thing you can do is just try to write your feelings down when you start to have like weird feelings you feel like you shouldn't be having just try to write it down let your body do something else let your mind do something else pick up a pen pick up a book write it down you can write it as a poem a song you know whatever you know a story Uh, talk about it in third person whatever works for you just try to write it down it helps i promise self-affirmations and meditation people 
do this right i don't i i, I don't self-affirmate but i i meditate when i can you know sometimes i do it once in a week just to you know kind of get my mind back to ground zero get my mind get my mind to level you know try to pump myself up for the week i do it every sundays i meditate on sundays you know i don't necessarily self-affirmate but you can try that you know just say good things to yourself say nice things to yourself remind yourself that you are worthy remind yourself that nothing is wrong with you you are not a freak you are not crazy you're not all those weird negative things that you think in your mind you're much more than your anxiety attacks you're much more than your anxiety disorder you know just say good things to yourself because the more you say it, the more you get used to it the more you you start to adjust to it so that is how self affirmation works now seeing a therapist i promise you it can, it feels crazy every time every time a client comes to me the first first month they they are like oh my god so many assignments why do i get assignments you know it, it feels like child's play sometimes when your therapist asks you to write this down you know put self-affirmating notes on your mirror and you're just looking like ah this woman or this man you know like shrinks are the worst why do why do they always have so many assignments they always have so many things you wouldn't want you to do but my clients in my personal experience always come back to say oh i i followed up with the assignments and i just woke up one day and noticed like it works and seriously if you cannot afford a therapist find a local mental health ngo near you they usually have free therapists and you don't have to pay any money you don't have to pay nothing all you have to do is show up if you're in nigeria and you're listening to this they have you have tears i know of i know of tears i think mental health ng2 i'm not sure if mental health ng has a free therapist but i know tears nigeria has a free therapist please check it out t-i-e-r-s tears they have a a free um psychologist there who is willing and ready to help you and it's free you don't have to pay any money now if you can afford to pay find yourself a therapist and you know you really have to do the work you have to um you really really have to do the work you have to commit you have to you know kind of push yourself through it do the work let let and my mom used to always say if you try your way and it doesn't work try another person's way you know just try different different things and see which one would work for you now i'm going to tell you this one this is one of the most important things to know as somebody that deals with anxiety is to identify your trigger now anything everybody has a trigger except you have general anxiety disorder where you just get worried for nothing now if you have social anxiety disorder then you next you know that your anxiety is as a result of being in social institutions and social constructions or stuff like that but for for somebody that has anxiety you still need to identify your triggers what triggers you what is your stressor you need to identify this is the most important coping mechanism because once you can identify your trigger you can kind of prevent an anxiety attack or you can just get ready for it you know it doesn't just hit you 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 can sort of prepare your mind like okay this is about to happen this is going to happen you know you you find yourself in a place where 
um there are a lot of crowd and everybody's there it's a crowd it's a party something and then something happens and you you know this is a trigger for you now you can prevent it by leaving the environment kind of removing yourself from the situation and if it's a situation where you cannot remove yourself you just kind of get ready like okay this is about to happen and I know what to do, you know. I'm going to take deep breaths. I'm going to listen to music. I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to self-affirmate. You know, just stuff. Once you... I'm going to listen to music. Once you can identify your trigger, you are on your way to being above water with anxiety. Now, there are a lot of common triggers, but the ones I, um, I think are very, very, very common are phobias, Sometimes you're claustrophobic, you're hydrophobic, you're, you're scared of crowd, of animals, of numbers, of, uh, you know, just stuff that you don't know you are scared of. Just try to identify it, you know, Google it, find the name, look at how, what you can do. Um, I hope you use one of the ways I, one of my coping mechanisms that I have talked about today. I'm going to say it again, deep breathing, very important. Take the air from your nose and let it out from your mouth. Listen to music, any kind of music that you like. Aromatherapy is very good. And um, before I round everything up, let me just talk about one more thing that just came to mind. It is create a safe space. Now, creating a safe space can be physical and it can be in your mind, you know. It can be something, somewhere that you go in your mind to feel safe. It can be your room, it can be your house, it can be with your partner. Just having a conversation with your partner can be a safe space or just being in your room, listening to cool music can be a safe space. But you need to create a safe space. It's very important. It will help you. It will really, really help you. Now, this is Loud Silence, and today's episode I named Dealing with Anxiety as an Homosexual. I hope that everything I've talked about today has been helpful to you one way or or another. I hope that you, you know, use my coping mechanisms. I hope that it works for you. I hope that you really, really, really do the work. I want you to go through it, use some aromatherapy, use music, self self affirmate medicate you know do other good stuff you know what i'm saying just and also very important i'm saying this again please 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 identify your triggers it's very important once you can identify your trigger every single thing starts to make sense and not only can you prevent the situation you can kind of get ready for it now i love you guys Thank you. I hope it helps again. Bye-bye.